1: Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
0: As we do on a Tuesday, good to catch up on those breaking stories as they're happening right now in the Middle East and especially as they affect the nation of Israel. Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter, back with us today. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020.
1: Uh, thank you very much, Neil.
0: Ron, a lot of big stories around in the Middle East right now and as we focus on Israel, the Israeli Prime Minister reshuffling his cabinet, strengthening the coalition in Israel.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting uh, wheels within wheels story and we can't sum it up in a couple of minutes but uh, apparently a few weeks ago the powers that be in the United States uh, tried to... uh, manipulate a few puppets in Israel to get rid of uh, Netanyahu's coalition government. Uh, Since then, he's made moves, and we've seen changes in the defence ministry, and uh, it's tipped at Avigdor Lieberman, who sometimes is a friend of Netanyahu's, and sometimes he's an enemy, uh, but it's very likely that he'll become the new defence minister, and Israel Batainu, Uh, will join the coalition, making Netanyahu's position stronger than it has been for some time. It's created a furor in the left of politics in Israel uh, because they consider uh, Abigdor Lieberman a bit of a loose cannon. And uh, I'm sure that the American uh, pacifists uh, will be not excited about his appointment. Uh, I know that he's negotiating with Netanyahu at the moment about the... uh, promises that he wants kept, Uh, but uh, in the long run, I think he will join the coalition and become the defence minister, which should make for some exciting headlines in the near future.
0: Mm. Let's draw some attention to what's going on in Syria and in northern Iraq. ISIS Uh, they're allegedly moving some chemical weapons into communities where it's reported that experimentation on prisoners is taking place. That's disturbing, Ron.
1: Yeah, and they're using chlorine and mustard gas on prisoners. Uh, They've been moving into populated residential areas and uh, it's reported that they've set up laboratories in built-up neighbourhoods in the heart of its so-called caliphate to avoid being targeted by coalition airstrikes. The terror group is known to harbor chemical and nuclear ambitions and is trying to manufacture weapons not only for attacks within Iraq and Syria, but also throughout the West. I thought some time about whether I should mention this other story, uh, but ISIS has now been found to be executing what they call Iraqi spies by dissolving them in acid. Infamous for its particularly gruesome and public execution methods, the so-called Islamic State has uh, outdone itself in cruelty last week, killing 25 people accused of spying by dissolving them in acid and then sending the photographs around the world to let everyone know just how brutal they are. ISIS terrorist members executed 25 persons in Mosul and uh, a witness uh, has told the, the, the press ISIS put the citizens in a large tub containing nitric acid inside one of its headquarters. And so we can't uh, underestimate the brutality uh, of this particular group. And I had a report this morning from Israel saying that despite the media comments otherwise, ISIS is in fact growing in strength and should not be underestimated.
0: Well, we shake our heads and we wonder how these things could happen, but we certainly are not in any doubt that the possibility is certainly there, and those reports very disturbing, Ron. Yes, indeed. Let's talk about the support that has typically come from the United States for the state of Israel and the apparent moving away from that support where the former U.S. ambassador to the Middle East, Dennis Ross, says President Barack Obama has deliberately distanced himself now from Israel.
1: Yeah, there was a very big conference last weekend in Jerusalem sponsored by the jerusalem post dennis ross was one of the uh... speech makers and uh, he said uh... that obama is one of five presidents in modern history who have made a conscious decision to distance himself and his administration from israel he said if you distance yourself from israel you gain strength with the arabs a very interesting statement he said uh, Israel is more of a problem than it is a partner to the White House. He also warned that every administration that has tried to distance itself from Israel has gained nothing. It was also interesting at that conference, uh, the young man called the son of Hamas, the son of a uh, great and famous Hamas leader, uh, converted to Christianity. And he spoke at the Jerusalem conference Uh, over the weekend, and he declared Islam is the problem. And he said since becoming a Christian, he's understood the importance of Israel, uh, he loves the Jewish people, and uh, he's quite offended by what he sees the Islamists doing uh, in their attempt to wipe Israel off the map. Uh, it, It was interesting that Dennis Ross, if I go back to him for a moment, he said if tomorrow you could solve this issue... It wouldn't change Iran's ambition in the region. It wouldn't change the challenges Egypt is facing. And uh, Egypt and Israel are growing much closer together, and we can see that partnership beginning to emerge in an attempt to silence the terrorist activities in the Middle East.
0: Interesting to talk about how Christian churches align themselves with various groups. Uh, In the U.S., though, the United Methodists are are cutting ties with groups that are considered anti-Israel.
1: Yeah, the United Methodists had their general conference, and at that conference they took a vote uh, and uh, they they voted against a group that they considered to be anti-Israel, there was a petition asking for the agency's withdrawal from the U.S. campaign to end the Israeli occupation. And that petition passed 478 to 318. It's called the U.S. campaign, a one-sided political coalition that seeks to isolate Israel while overlooking anti-Israel aggression. The comment said, blaming only one side while ignoring the wrongdoing of Hamas... Hezbollah and Iran will not advance the cause of peace. Uh, good to see the United Methodists uh, speaking up. Uh, they said the vote, though non-binding, disappointed many delegates who had wanted to increase pressure on Israel uh, and looking for ways to... Uh, the, the Reverend Armando Aralano, a delegate from Ohio, said it would be a mistake for the Church's General Board of Global Ministries to leave the campaign, a group he described as neither pro-Palestinian or pro-Israel, but pro-equal rights for all. It's a strong debate, uh, but it, good to see it, it went in Israel's favour.
0: And an inspiring story to top things off this morning, Ron, where one of those stories about the powerful virtue of love that is born in the lives of Christian believers, a Christian 12-year-old Iraqi girl who was burned by ISIS. Just before she died, she asked her mother to forgive her killers. What's the story on that one? What
1: an amazing young lady, 12-year-old. She died in hospital after her family's home was burnt down with her inside. Uh, Reports from Iraq suggest that the child was in the shower when her mother was asked to pay a special religious charge handed out to minorities like Christians, Shia and Alawite Muslims. Her mother said she would pay, but reportedly asked the militants to wait until her daughter had come out of the shower. The fighters refused and set fire to the bathroom with the child inside. Human rights advocate for Road of Success Jacqueline Isaac uh, told the UK Telegraph, the ISIS foreign fighters were at her door. They told her, you have two choices. You have to leave now and or pay the jizra, which is the uh, tax on Christians. She said, I will pay. Give me a few seconds. My daughter is in the shower. They said, you don't have a few seconds. They lit the house with the torch. From the bathroom, and the daughter was inside and die, uh, and was burnt, but at the hospital, uh, she said to her mother, uh, "Mummy, we 're Christians, forgive them." Uh, what a wonderful testimony from a powerful young lady
0: Ron, you shed so much tremendous light on some of these very disturbing issues around the world each week with us, and we do this regularly on a Tuesday. I suspect, though, that delivering this sort of uh, headlines about what's going on in Israel and in the Middle East is not just for our entertainment. I suspect that's your encouragement to Christian believers uh, to spend some time on their knees praying for the peace of Jerusalem, praying for peace in the Middle East. How important is it when we look at headlines like this for Christian believers to take an attitude of prayer to hear some of these disturbing issues?
1: I think sometimes we sum up our Christian activity based on how our our own personal uh, uh, circumstances might be. Uh, But Christianity is a force that's worldwide, and we're a family worldwide. And when one part of the family is suffering and fighting against terrorism and persecution, then we all stand in the gap together. We're united as one. Uh, And I think uh, as a former pastor... Uh, it used to break my heart that uh, the worst attended meeting in the church was the prayer meeting. Uh, That's not to say that Christians don't pray. They do at home. Uh, But I think it's very important uh, that we have a very wide vision of how Christianity is coping around the world. This 12-year-old girl is an amazing example. How many of us would think of that on our deathbed to, to forgive the killers? Uh, but she's an education to us all that Christianity is a faith that that actually works, uh, that has significance. And she will rejoice forever eternally with the Father in heaven. And I do believe that we must stand in the gap or one day the persecution they are experiencing will come to our doorstep too.
0: Ron, thank you so much for delivering that insight as well as all of these other headlines that we've been talking about this morning. And uh, just appreciate the way that you're able to share these things, the way that you monitor these things along. And, uh, Ron, we'll do it again next week. We'll look forward to another update. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020.
1: Thank you, Neil. God bless. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand. Or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported.